All signs point to Charlie McAvoy, a.k.a. Chucky Norris, making his season debut tonight for the Boston Bruins against the Calgary Flames. It's also time for our weekly cup check and a quick Mitchell Miller, Isaiah Meyer Crothers update for you here on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. You're Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Thursday, November 10th. You might hear that I'm kind of fighting it today with my voice, but excited to talk about our Boston Bruins with the impending return of Charlie McAvoy on the horizon. First, I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Boston Bruins part of your day every day, free and available wherever you get podcasts. So please do open up your favorite podcast app, go to YouTube, Smash that subscribe button and never miss a thing. You can find the podcast at LockedNHLBruins on Twitter, such as it is these days, and Instagram. And you can find me, my dad jokes, hoggy tweaks, and my checkmark, which I will not be paying for, at Ian C. McLaren. Alright, so the Bruins are preparing to host the Calgary Flames tonight, and Charlie Moore... Charlie Moy, Charlie McAvoy is checking the boxes, getting close, and all signs point to him playing tonight against the Calgary Flames. For one, he was a full participant in practice on Wednesday, skating on the top pair with Hampus Lindholm. The Bruins were being coy after practice. Jim Montgomery said he'll be playing within a week. Wouldn't confirm or deny that he'll be in the lineup tonight against Calgary, but there's some clear indications. Looking back to when Brad Marchand made his early return, he was a full participant in practice. He led the stretch after practice and was congratulated by his teammates for making his return. Same scenario by all accounts yesterday. Charlie McAvoy led the post-practice stretch Guys were hugging him after practice. Pretty clear sign that he is cleared to go. Additionally, perhaps more importantly, the Bruins placed Mike Riley on waivers later in the afternoon. Meaning, if he's claimed, then his whole contract comes off the books. If he's assigned to Providence, a portion of his contract will remain on the books. The Bruins trying to clear some cap space to bring McAvoy into the lineup. Either way, it doesn't necessarily mean a trade is coming today to clear more cap space with Riley either claimed or exiled to Providence. All they have to do is put Derek Forbort on long-term injured reserve, activate McAvoy, and he'll be good to go tonight. As a reminder, he underwent left shoulder arthroscopic surgery on June 3rd, was initially given a timeline of six months to make a full recovery, 
which would have put him back in the lineup around the first week of December. But like Marchand, he's ahead of schedule thanks to the outstanding work of Bruins medical staff. Um, and the Bruins, of course, have gone 11-2 and in McAvoy's absence and could now be welcoming back their Norris Trophy candidate as early as tonight. Um, and I, for one, am very excited to see him in Jim Montgomery's system where defensemen are much more active in the play. Just have to look at how good Hampus Lindholm has been to see what the possibilities are for McAvoy when he gets back in the lineup. Speaking of Lindholm, McAvoy said he's been playing awesome, as well as the other defensemen. To watch these guys every night has been amazing. And Lindy certainly has looked incredible. He's been playing amazing. Been really fun to watch, as have other guys too. Uh, He said he doesn't mind who he plays with. A lot of special defenders on the team. And just wants to feed off each other and play a good game. Uh, With how diverse the back end is, it gives a lot of options depending on who they're playing, Montgomery said. So you could get McAvoy, Lindholm, Carlo, Grizzlick, kind of the way Bruce Cassidy approached it, intermingling those four defensemen. And then when Forbort gets back from injury, they'll be really deep back there with options. Yesterday in practice, the pairings were Lindholm, McAvoy, Grizzlick, Carlo, Forbort, Clifton, with Riley and Strawman skating as extra men. Uh, for the time being, Riley will be sent down, perhaps claimed. The Ottawa Senators might be inclined to pick him up as they put uh, Niki- the Zaitsev on waivers yesterday. Uh, Strawman will be the extra man with um, Forbort still on IR and could be on I- LTIR. So it looks like the Bruins will likely carry 13 defensemen, sorry, 13 forwards eight defensemen, and the two goalies for the 23-man roster when all is said and done. So very exciting. Not official, but again, all signs point to Charlie McAvoy making his return to the lineup tonight against the Calgary Flames. Speaking of the Flames, they come into this one uh, perhaps not performing as well as anticipated. They're 5-5-2 five, five, through 12 games, 500 point percentage, minus three goal differential. I actually had them as a cup final team this year. Uh, Nazem Kadri leads the way with seven goals and five assists through 12 games. Tyler Toffoli, five goals and five assists. Uh, Jonathan Huberto, who was acquired from Florida, only one goal, five assists through 11 games so far. He really is struggling. Their goal is as well, both with sub 900 save percentages. I would expect it would be Jacob Markstrom getting the call, but perhaps they choose to go with Dan Vladar, give him the start against his old team. That's the lay of the land for tonight's game against the Calgary Flames. One I'm very excited about to see Charlie McAvoy back in the lineup. Now this episode is brought to you by 
Bet Online. It's your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball, hockey, soccer, and esports. They've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. They're the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more at BetOnline, where the game starts. That's BetOnline, where the game starts. Thank you so much again for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports Today. From the games that matter to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. That's Locked On Sports Today, available on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Thursdays on Locked On Boston Bruins is our weekly cup check, and that's a look at the NHL's top five teams and where the Bruins stack up in that group. Right now, it's a two-horse race atop the NHL standings between our Boston Bruins and the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas is 12-2 through 14 games, an 8.57 point percentage, and a plus 20 goal differential. Our Bruins are 11-2, two points back, with a game in hand, an 8.46 point percentage, and a superior plus 23 goal differential. The Bruins are in action tonight against the Flames, of course, and the Golden Knights are in Buffalo to take on the Sabres. That will be a game to keep an eye on as well as Jack Eichel makes his return to Buffalo. So that's the class of the league right now, the Bruins and the Golden Knights. In terms of how they stack up, uh, in terms of underlying stats, the Bruins currently ninth in shot attempt differential at 52.45. Vegas Golden Knights actually below the 50% mark at 40 new, 40 new, 49.24. Excuse me again, battling this gold, not thinking straight. Expected goals a bit closer. The Bruins 58.18 equal to the Vegas Golden Knights tied for fourth. So while Vegas isn't getting shot attempt differential up, they're getting quality amount of shots. And that's seen in their scoring chance differential in which they rank uh, seventh. The Bruins rank fourth. Vegas getting exceptional goaltending from both of their goalies, Logan Thompson and Aiden Hill. They're not suffering at all from losing Robin Leonard for uh, the season. Um, and they are kind of middle of the pack when it comes to scoring five on five. So Bruce Cassidy, defensive system, carrying a lot of weight for the Vegas Golden Knights so far. Now the next three teams in terms of point percentage in the NHL, fairly surprising, to be honest. You have 
the NHL's hottest team, the New Jersey Devils. They are 10-3. and They've won seven games in a row, 9-1 and over their last 10. This is all after head coach Lindy Ruff was booed early on and there were chance to fire him, let him go. They've really turned it around and the underlying numbers certainly support their success. They're second in the NHL in shot attempt differential at 5-on-5. They are first in the NHL in terms of expected goals and scoring chance differential. And their PDO is actually under 100, meaning they have room for improvement in terms of shooting percentage at 5-on-5 and goaltending as well. Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood, Vitek Vanacek, Stumbled early, Vanacek finding a groove. Blackwood currently injured, so it doesn't seem like the New Jersey Devils are a fluke by any stretch. Other teams in the top five right now, the Winnipeg Jets, they're 8-3-1. 7-0-8 point percentage, a plus 10 goal differential. Uh, their underlying numbers, let's see where they stack up in terms of Shot attempt differential, well, they're under 50%, 49.02. Expected goals, they are, uh, let's see here. Also kind of middle of the pack, actually closer to the bottom, 46.81. Their success right now really attributed to exceptional goaltending by Connor Hellebuck. I don't expect them to remain in the top five for the remainder of the season. Another surprise in there, the Philadelphia Flyers. They're 7-3-2, 667 point percentage. John Tortorella lighting a fire underneath his club in Philadelphia. But again, their underlying numbers not necessarily indicative of sustained success. In, in fact, they are 38.43 Expect a goal differential, which is, uh, what, 30th in the NHL. Shot attempt differential. They are dead last in the NHL. Uh, so don't expect them to stay up there very long either. They're getting great goaltending from Carter Hart. Uh, so the Jets and the Flyers, <clears throat> don't bank on them staying this hot for an extended period of time. Based on the underlying numbers, a couple teams that we can expect to be on the rise would be the Carolina Hurricanes. They are number one in terms of shot attempt differential. Expected goals, uh, they rank second behind the New Jersey Devils. Scoring chances, five on five. They are second as well behind the New Jersey Devils. So they should be a team on the rise, their PDO lower than New Jersey. They're not getting the offense at the moment. And Frederick Anderson also missed last night's game due to injury, but they're still a team to keep an eye on for sure. Um, so right now, Vegas, Boston, you want your early season cup check. Those are the two teams to watch. Those are the two teams tracking to be the best in the NHL at the moment. There's injuries all around. Colorado's banged up. 
your defending champions. Uh, Toronto, Tampa Bay should be up there as well. They've struggled somewhat to begin the season. Edmonton's having a bit of a rough go. They just lost to Vander Kane. Calgary, I already mentioned, coming in tonight. These are teams that we expect to be at or near the top. Carolina, New Jersey, tracking that way for sure. But Boston, Vegas, clearly the cream of the crop at this moment. And uh, if you're looking glass half full, glass half empty for the Bruins, or cup half full, cup half empty, you got to be optimistic right now. Having put together this exceptional record without Charlie McAvoy, put him back in the lineup, Brad Marchand firing on all cylinders, the second line popping, an effective bottom six, get Forbort back in the lineup, the Bruins, yeah, there's reason to be hopeful about this team this year. Before I briefly talk about Mitchell Miller, Isaiah Meyer Crothers, Again, a quick reminder that you can find Locked On Bruins on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. If you haven't subscribed there yet, please do so now so that you never miss a thing. All the breaking news, all the post-game updates will be found there. Don't forget to check out Locked On Sports today for the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions and game recaps, as well as the take of the day on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. All right, so I know people are ready to move on from the Mitchell Miller situation. The Bruins certainly hoping that this just all goes away. Uh, he's still on the books. I spoke yesterday about their options in terms of actually getting rid of this contract. Uh, but on Wednesday, Isaiah Meyer Crothers, the victim of racist bullying and ableist bullying by Mitchell Miller, Uh, released a statement through the Hockey Diversity Alliance and said he has not seen proof that the NHL prospect has changed his ways. Um, He said Miller reached out via text, social media to apologize, say he was doing community work to help youth. That goes against a court-mandated order not to get in touch with him. And... Um, it's also pretty clear to Meyer Crothers and others that this was all just a PR attempt to get his hockey career uh, going and going. I recommend you check out the statement from Isaiah via the Hockey Diversity Alliance. It details all that Miller did to Isaiah and most importantly, the impact that it's had on his life and how all of this has put him in the spotlight once again. Um, He said, all the lies I've been told from him for so many years, I don't believe what Mitchell is saying. He kept me, he kept asking me to be his friend and that he's changed over the years from what he did. I told him, I'm not going to be your friend after all you did to me. Isaiah added he's getting messages on social social media from people calling him slow, the R word, ass clown, the N word, saying he needs help. He said, Mitchell isn't my friend. It hurts my heart what he did to me. 
and I want to tell everyone, when Mitchell says we're friends, it isn't true. I can't take any more of this. Uh, just a very heartbreaking account of the details from the perspective of Isaiah Meyer Crothers. Uh, you know, a lot of people had been saying it's just his parents speaking out. Um, he finally, not that he had to by any stretch, uh, but he came out, released this statement, and is very powerful, very heartbreaking, and, uh, you know, it brings up the fact that the Bruins, A, didn't reach out to the family, uh, they've brought him into the spotlight, Isaiah, uh, exposed him to further racism and ableism. Yes, Cam Neely did reach out, spoke to his mother, offered to help them seek out some counseling services, which is a nice step, but there still needs to be some accountability here uh, in terms of those who thought this was a good decision, who signed off on it, and... Um, just incredibly heartbreaking that Isaiah is going through this again. There were people, you know, coming at me saying, what are you talking about it is re-traumatizing him, putting him in the spotlight. I was helping to share his story. He needs a voice. The Hockey Diversity Alliance, thankfully, was there for him, helping share his story. Uh, he needs a voice. The Hockey Diversity Alliance, helping to amplify that and him getting his story out there, A, can show the Bruins how serious this situation was, what he's now subject to as a result of all of this, to show that they were duped by Miller and his agent, Eustace King, and um, yeah, to, to bring to light the fact that something needs to, to happen here. Somebody needs to be held accountable. So I know some of you just want to stick to hockey, talk about that. Well, this is still important to talk about. Uh, I don't forgive the Bruins at all yet for, for their actions here. People saying, well, you either uh, root for the Bruins or you renounce them altogether. I think we can be angry at management. Ownership, ask for accountability, while also still cheering for the guys on the ice uh, because, by and large, they spoke out about it, did the right thing, and this was not their decision. In fact, they were against it. So we have every right to still root for Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand, Nick Foligno, a all, while also being angry at the uh, organization management, ownership for this decision. So yeah, thanks again for listening to today's episode, my friends. So on tomorrow's show, we'll recap tonight's game against the um, Calgary Flames. Look ahead to a busy two-game weekend and bring you all the latest on the black and gold here on the Locked On Boston Ruins podcast, your favorite team every single day. Take care, friends.